This is Jay Peter on its Marvel Card Artist on Marvel Premiere 2017, Marvel's 80th Infinity War, and other card sets from Upper Deck. You are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast with the infamous Ian Taylor and the notorious Norin Rad. I'm not sure what you've got on your head. Oh, um, how do you not know what I'm wearing? Uh, no, you're wearing the Ghostbusters thing. But uh, there we go. Uh, Ray Stance wears, I believe. Uh, this is what happens when you record on Halloween. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, oh dear me. Sunday, the thirty-first of October. Oh, you know that. Um, you know that little um, Halloween machine, sound machine. That I had oh, on the yeah, live baby. episode. Is it back? Um, no, it's not back. Actually, I gave it what? to my six-year-old this morning, and after <sighs> ten minutes, she said, "Daddy, I'm really not sure about some of the noises on it. I think you should have it back. They're really scaring me." <laughs> and I was I'm like, really "And sure. you know what? Instinctively, I I had a feeling she was going to bail on it when I gave it to her, <laughs> but yeah." Made me laugh anyway. Made she was going to bail on it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's funny. absolutely no way she's ready to watch Ghostbusters. No, she can't see. There's no way she's ready. No. Whereas you're going to do the entire episode wearing that, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I was going to switch to my Mando helmet any minute. You know, no, no, no. Keep it on. Keep it on. It's We're going to do both. He's brilliant. <laughs> All right. I suppose I better start us off. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness and supernatural terror. Brought to you by the Marvel Cards fan. Did you belch? (laughs) What have you got on now? (laughs) Have you got Indy's hat on? Is that Indy's hat? Yeah. Wow. Good call. You're going to keep changing outfits through the episode. I can feel it in the water already. I've got no idea where we are. Oh, yeah, you can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast. So come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-partner in all things Marvel Gods. I'm not going to look at you while you're doing this. He's a sandwich short of a picnic, ain't that the truth, a teaspoon short of a dinner set, and a joker short of a full deck. He's a screw loose, a marble missing, and just mad about Marvel Gods. It's Norin Rad. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> you had sugar this morning. Have you had high fructose corn syrup or something like that? It's 10 o'clock, not 9 o'clock, so I get very different mm. when it's later in the day. Mm. It is Mostly it, just so I can be put to sleep in a nap later. Uh, that's fine, bro. I, get a little t- I will tuck you in, dear. I will tuck you in. Um, this is one of those rare, there's like two or three weeks in the year where the time difference is only four hours. Because because British summertime in the UK ended at one o'clock this morning or something stupid like that. So we got the extra hour in bed. But I think that happens for you next week. Is I it next think week? So yeah. Is it next week? I think it is. We should sure. probably we should probably figure it out because it it, no. it will affect our phones. Do it automatically. I no yeah. longer have to care. Oh, can I just tell you something? When we <laughs> okay, he now has his Mando helmet on. Um, can you actually talk through that? Will it? Will it? Of course, be, I can talk through this. You seriously? Is that is that going to cover you for a mask mandate? It probably is, because technically speaking, it is a mask. I'm going to teach in it. I don't can know you, what everybody can else you see is doing, through it? but yeah, I can see through it. Oh, amazing. Um, my wife. Uh, we don't own a car at the moment. We don't need to because we live relatively city centre. But when we used to own a car. For half of the year, the clock was wrong because my wife didn't know how to adjust the clock on it. It was a manual <laughs> clock. So for half the year, it was right. And for half the year, it was like, what time is it? Uh, I think it's that time, but it might be an hour earlier or it might be an hour later. I'm not sure because we couldn't remember which way it was. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I don't know why I'm telling the I listeners this, especially that one guy in Canada who doesn't like it when we go off topic. So we should probably talk about cards. Um, um before- before we oof, before we talk about cards, um, I want to talk about our intro artist, who is a returning intro artist for this week's episode. Uh, Jay Peter Annette's his name is, and for the life of me, can I find his Instagram feed? Can I bugger? Um, so he's on Instagram at J, uh, the initial J, Peter Annette's, which is P E T E R A N E T Z. It's always a good surname when it's got a Z in there. 
I'm thinking Zed is a cool name. I'm thinking Winston Zed. I always like Zed from the Ghostbusters. Zed from the Ghostbusters. Winston Zedemore. Oh, is that what it is? Zed? Yeah. Is that yeah, what that short's for? The fourth Ghostbuster. I know who the fourth Ghostbuster is, but I never heard him referred to as Zed. No, I've not, I've not, I didn't say his name was Zed. I said his surname had a Zed in it. It starts with well, Zed. I mean, yeah, a lot of names have Zeds in them. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I'm not sure where we are with I've this. I've no idea. I've no I'm idea what's happening. I was I'm trying sorry. to type back to Ghostbusters, but... It didn't work. Anyway, you can find... Um, who are you going to call? Jay, who are you going to call? Jay Peter Annette on Instagram. That's who you're going to call um, to get a commission. Um, stat. Um, lovely guy. He's in the group. He collects some good stuff. He buys stuff on EPAC. He trades stuff on EPAC because I know because he's posted a lot of it. And he's also got a really nice Silver Surfer um, sketch on his Instagram. Say what? Yeah, there's a really nice Silver Surfer sketch on his Instagram. Have you? I'm not looking at you. Oh, you've put your helmet back on again. I was looking sorry, at his Instagram. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I love it when you dress up for me. Obviously, I dress up for you. <clears throat> We've been together I, for a long time. i got to keep it fresh. We have. We have. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm one step short of resorting to the fishnets. Um, <laughs> anyway, you can find Jay on Instagram. Go hit him up. Um, Jay, are you on any sets coming up? Because um, obviously we've had a bit of a gap with set releases, so I'm not entirely sure um, whether he's on any of the newer sets coming out. Um, but I'm sure we'll find out. But anyway, he's a lovely fella. Um, so go and check out his Instagram and go get yourself a commission. It's good. I'm now oh, scrolling wow. through his Instagram. Jay does great. Oh, Jay sent me a sketch card of Silver Surfer. I have it. He's amazing. Yes. Yes, yes, I had a feeling. How do I yeah. not remember? Yeah, because yeah. he was doing some warm-up sketches. That's um, very fair. In, in group about so a year good. ago. Mm. Um, he's he's got an absolutely fantastic um, black cat on his feed, where he's done kind of an he's after great. J. Scott Campbell. Mm, yeah. Because like, um, uh, quite a lot of artists did this a few months ago. Because J. Scott Campbell rather publicly responded to someone who was um, um, uh, criticizing his work. Um, so uh, it became a bit of a thing, um, and so loads of artists decided to 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 kind of um, do a do a uh, I guess a cover version of a J Scott Campbell um, Spidey cover. Um, oh, interesting! With MJ, um, and he obviously chose to do a black cat. So you can see that on his Instagram feed, which is cool, fantastic. If anyone wants to draw a black cat, I'm all about that. Thank you very much indeed. Um, so yeah. Um, so what have you been up to? Because you were telling me that you've just completed a little mission that you've been on. Yes. So my mission, um, and I did accept it. It was, so basically before Metal came out, uh, X-Men Metal, I was trying to figure out which character I was going to hunt down. And then the checklist came out and I was very much going to do Gambit and try to get a lot of the purely, the purely periodics mm. and the purely periodics got out of control because someone paid way too much money for the angel three of three. And at that point I was kind of like not doing this. Mm-hmm. I'll keep my purely periodics. So I'm doing the blue team for them. And um, I actually completed the gambit rainbow. Oh, Oh, now tell me what that means in terms of that set, because that's so in terms of so many elements to it. Yes. So what I did was I didn't do the master where I got every gambit card just because I'm not interested in a lot of the gambit cards. Uh, I was only interested in the high series. So there are two versions of every character in the set. There's a hundred base set and a hundred high series base set. One and two hundred, yeah. Yeah, so one to 200 altogether. And then I was interested in the Gambit from the high series section because the Gambit from the low series section is very kind of like James Bond, like, you know, tuxedo type of Gambit, which is cool. But I'm more of a like, you know, classic Gambit, need that trench coat type of deal. And, um, you know, I want to go for the Gambit set. I started doing it when boxes were being cracked and I had the pink, gold, grandiose base. I had a few of them already. Oh, wow. And... I dropped it because the prices got some kind of kind of dumb. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then EPAC came out and then I got really lucky and I was able to grab the green PMG oh. right out of the gate, probably within 24 hours. 
Now, green is how many? That's out of 10. That's the PMG. Gotcha. So I was able to grab that within 24 hours, 48 hours, maybe. And then I was also able to get um, the platinum portrait, which I think is by far the best insert other than the purely periodics and the uh, gold medals. Now you've got one of those in hand. So tell me, I've seen, I've seen some very mixed opinions about these and this is the first time I've ever seen one actually physically being moved around. So platinum portrait, they're um, a sports card insert that's been ported over to Marvel. Yeah. Yes. That's right. So similar to PMGs, intimidations, TI 22s, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, they're trying to bank on (laughs) the popularity of these, of people who are into sports going into Marvel. Okay. However, is it a metal card though? Is it a card card? So the card is, so let me get, let me get everybody understanding here. So the card's like a 35 point card. Okay. So it's fairly thin, very thin, thin as it can be. And, what has happened here is that it has a really beautiful rainbow foiling for the metal logo, the word Gambit and Platinum Portrait, which is uh, right justified and moving downwards. All of them follow that similar format. The card is like a silverish gray. So it has like a little nice little silver tone gray to it, which is really nice. And the image, so they're all portraits, obviously for the name, and it's a portrait of every character. Now, What's really wonderful about this is that the card is actually made up of tiny squares in the face of the character. Some are punched through, some are half punched through, some are punched through fully. And because of that um, kind of 8-bit kind of uh, drawing there, it it creates the illusion of you know the card showing gambit's face fully when it's on a black uh, a surface a full surface you see the character's face in dot form and that's actually punched out through the cards so the cards are very um uh prone to damage um i will say this i have not yet seen a damaged one unless it came out of a pack and that's where a gambit and some other card was fully warped um for the for this guy who unpacked him unfortunately um but the cards are very beautiful first time they've ever done them for marvel mm. i've never seen an insert like this it was my first time seeing one in hand because i just don't collect sports cards and i have to say i mean like it's it's the best in my opinion it's, it's like one of the best inserts cool hands down well, it's nice yeah. to hear some positive stuff about set because I know that you know we've we've had some mixed feelings about it, and I know that it's um, a set that yeah. has, has divided collectors <laughs> quite considerably. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not happy with. I think the three inserts that probably are best in terms of quality control, design, in my opinion, foiling, the type of artwork they used for them, and so forth, have yeah. been the Palladiums, the purely periodics. And the platinum portraits. Okay. I think those are going to be they're just the nicest ones. I finished the Gambit Rainbow, went all the way to black. Uh, so you have to do the blue, which is 10 high series base card combined. You can only do that on EPACs so as okay. an EPAC achievement. And you get the blue card, yeah. which is definitely the nicest color of the bunch. Okay. You've got that already. Wow. Yeah. All yeah. done. Express shipped. Yeah. 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 Nice. And then I also got the black was a hundred of those blues. Okay. So, uh, do you mean 10 of the blues? 10 of hundred of, yeah, right. hundred of the base set, 10 of the blues. Okay. So it's the same principle as the silver web foil and then the rainbow web foil on Fussum in that to get the blue and the black, you actually need 110 of the high series because you need, yeah. Yes. Because you need that extra blue. And you've done, you've done that already. Yes. Oh, you were booking. I, I, I lucked out. I lucked out because once I had the green in hand, I probably purchased like four packs okay. total. And then I had help from Doom Card, uh, Spidey G09, Eugene, uh, Rare Collectibles, Eugene, mm-hmm. and a few others, Miles, Namor Collector, and a few other really good friends who you know came in clutch and nice. helped me in trading and stuff like that. And then I bought maybe four blues okay at around like 30 bucks each okay 
on EPAC, though. You didn't buy on EPAC because they need to be on, Not, yeah, uh, on EPAC. Because it has to be on EPAC because yeah. you do it on Comp, so you can't redeem after right. the fact. It's been out of the system. So I was able to grab it. I'm not happy with the quality control on those cards at all. Um, mine came out decent. They're nice. You know, I, I think they look really good, but there's a lot of widening on the back, similar to what we experienced with the physical stuff. Mm. So I'm not very happy with that. The PMGs are, are just not very PMG. I would say like the grandiose pink, gold, blue, and black. Those are actually better cards than the PMGs in terms of like the foiling effect and the that's, lighting and the kind of coloring. That's a shame. It's, it's a big shame. It's a huge misstep for them. I think huge. Um, but I want to, I, I really like the art of the gambit from this set. I love that classic. I, I love what they did with the set. Kind of uncanny yeah. I mean, yeah. first appearance. And I think it's 267 is the issue they pulled this one from. It's not 266, but it's just like one of the best images of gambits that, you know what I mean? It's one of the oh, first. Yeah. It's, it's very great. vintage. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful piece. So I'm happy I was able to grab it. Well, that's interesting. So effectively speaking, what you've done is that you've, you've used, uh, and not unlimited is that that's double negative, a limited resource of funds to just go after a specific goal. And you've been very careful and strategic about it. And the truth is like, we're bringing this up because we were reading a post that was a pretty amazing post in the group, the MCCW group. Mm. And the post is by trying to remember Daniel John Anning, Daniel John Annie, who's great kind name. of great name, who posted a really amazing uh, breakdown of what it means to buy packs of X-Men metal on EPAC specifically mm. and how the cost is not really beneficial to you because you're not really getting anything that could recuperate your cost. Now, this is the tricky part about cards. There are multiple people who enjoy just opening packs mm. and get a thrill of just getting cards and that's, that's their day yep. and that's totally fine. There's other people who hunt things specifically, like like I do. And then there's other people who just try to amass as much as possible. They like, it's like going to a city you've never been to, right? You go to even the bad <laughs> restaurants, you just walk everywhere, you know, yeah. you exhaust yourself. And at the end of the trip, you look back and you're like, you know, this, 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 and I really like these things. Yeah. And that's kind of the journey they take. Um, when you open a box of cards, I don't think anyone should ever think they're going to get their money back. I think there are ways to trade. And I think that's what's important is that, you know, you get certain cards that you can maximize it. Yeah. Maximize your trade options. Mm -hmm. right? You get, you get a hit a box. So that way, if you don't get what you want, that hit could possibly barter your way up through the ranks. Um, that I do think is important. And the EPAC packs with the four digital two physical cards, makes that almost impossible to do, mm -hmm. um, in my opinion. So, you know, I think that's problematic. And I, that that's a lot of what that person, you know, that, that gentleman was trying to say. So I wanted to share the Gambit Rainbow thing so people understand it's not a boasting thing at all. Like, what do I think I'm going to keep long-term? I mean, I want to keep it all for long-term, um, but the cards I'm mostly happy with that I don't think will be moving are the periodics and the platinum portrait. Mm -hmm. Like I really like what they did with the platinum portraits. I What's think they're just the, really special. Um, Cause the black I've heard people raving about the black and of course, you know, relatively few are out in hand now because um, people are starting to get them shipped like you have, you know, really quickly. Um, yeah. what, what's that? What's the effect on that? Like, so the black is very similar to the other colors. Um, however, when you turn the black in a particular way, you do get a rainbow effect. So it's not like a matte black. It's like a shiny, it's black, but it has a rainbow effect. I think it's nice. Um, I think the real, you know, I gotta be honest, man. And, and this, I don't know how many people are going to agree with this. I do think the blue sticks out more than the black. I will say that mm -hmm. the quality control on the blacks is not good. So that's really upsetting. Yep. Uh. Not good at all. So that's really, really upsetting. Um, so just so everybody knows, be careful of that. I think the blues are way more vibrant than the blacks, but I also think the golds 
are nicer, at least on the gambit. The gold and pink, I think pink is really nice. I think pink is a huge misstep for people. They're out of 75. They're really nice looking. Um, the grandioses are just really cool. I, I have to, I think the blue might be. Yeah. The special one, in my opinion. Yeah. I like the black, but I, mean, I, I wish the like, black. Yeah. I did like the grandiose from the box, the, the physical box that I had. Uh, they, they were probably nice. my favorite ones. And the golds, but the golds were so hit and miss, depending on the artwork that was used. Yes. Like if the card had orange in it or anything like that, the gold was a complete misstep. On yeah. the Gambit High series, it looks very, very good. good. But the gold could be a misstep. So was the pink. The Grandiose, I feel like I was always a winner unless the character took up most of the mm -hmm. card. Um, and that's the, all three of those reasonings are an example why black and blue would not work for a lot of characters too. I think the more foiling you have showing on your card, and then the color of your character, that combination is what's going to give you the overall best effect for that foiling. Um, I like the blue, but I like them all. I like them all. I think the blue jumps out a lot. Um, I think the blue has a nice deep U to it, which I really like. Um, and the black's okay. I wish, I, I'm really upset. The black is not, the quality control of the blacks are just as bad as the quality control of every other card. Oh, man. Which is weird. crafting for it so much as well. Yeah, that was really upsetting. Really, really upsetting, actually. Yeah. Um, oh. So I, I do want, I did want to warn people of that because I know people are going to try to take advantage of other people for the blacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty bad. So I wanted to make sure people understood that that black is not going to be in any better condition than any of the other cards from the set. There's whiting on the corners and on the back. You know, still, you still got problems here. Mm. Um, so what I like about Daniel's post was he was basically saying um, he was trying to put things into perspective for those watching the posts where people are posting the hits and wondering if the... <laughs> I'll take you seriously. For those listening, Norin keeps swapping between his indie hat, his Mando mask, and his Ghostbusters visor. It's absolutely brilliant. It's priceless. Keeping me on my toes. Keeping me on my toes, that's for sure. Um, uh, from, from, the, from the waist down, by the way, if I was to stand up, I am um, Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. See, that makes total sense to me. It does, yes. Um, uh, vinyl gusset is what I'm going to say, and everyone collectively oh. throws up in their hats right now as they're listening to this uh, episode. So... Um, he was basically saying the price is worth the gamble. So he was he basically gone and had a look on Comsi and said for around the price of a box of Marvel Metal on EPAC, you can currently get one of the following options from Comsi. And he listed whole things. Um, he said most of the Palladium set, for example, um, an entire 101 to 200 high series, um, an entire base set 1 to 100 in gold parallels. <laughs> so, um, you know, all non-short print blast furnaces, all non-short print arc worlds, half a set of geodes. Um, and yeah, so it's interesting, um, which is which is great. And yes, you could do that. I think a few people have, have kind of said, well, that's fine if you're going to be a set build. But I think a lot of people are doing what you've done, which is go after a character and night rainbow it on, you know, the various parallels and things like that, which in itself is quite a difficult journey because some some people are going after characters that maybe aren't as as popular. So I remember this from Clear Ultra Spider-Man when I was going after um Oh yeah, uh, Ezekiel? Ezekiel Sims. That's it. Ezekiel Sims was the easiest chance I love it. to a rainbow on EPAC uh, on Fear Ultra Spider-Man. I wouldn't say it's the, the easiest one, but because I had the play, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Um, and I did it just to do it. You know, I, I, I and I've subsequently parted with 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 the whole thing. Um, I did the same with Mary Jane, um, and that that was obviously a bit more difficult. Um, and Black Cat took took a long time to do. So it is very much dependent on the uh, popularity of the character and all the appeal of the artwork now the, the big difference i guess we flew out to spider-man is that was all original art whereas this isn't so um albeit it uses a similar combination mechanic to get to those blues and the blacks as flew out to spider-man i would say it's a very different thing in terms of the overall quality of the set both in terms of the artwork and in Agreed. terms of the qa on the cards Agreed. that being said a, a similar market thing applies in that some people are going after characters and it's a relatively gentle climb shall we say on the treadmill when you go to your gym comparatively 
Other people, on the other hand, it's like they're free climbing, you know, the north face of um, Kilimanjaro um, with with um, <laughs> lederhosen on in minus 30 degree weather um, because it's that difficult to do. You know, so the people that are going after the Wolverines, the people, are, you know, yours was probably quite a difficult one. Uh, it was. It was very. It was very difficult to do. If I honestly, if I didn't lock down the green, I never would have done it. Yeah. Um, and even then, like what I paid for you, the green and like doing all this stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 a lot of money to throw into a set. So I'm not mm-hmm. like super happy that the quality control is as bad as it is. Mm-hmm. Probably my happiest takeaway was the platinum portrait and the puri the purely periodics. But um, I will say. It, it's going to be, it, it, it's a hard set for a lot of people. And yeah. I think that people are, you know, high series Wolverine is probably going to be yeah. like the Venom in yeah. Flare Ultra Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, that's just going to be a oh, nightmare indeed. For Oh, indeed, the Spider-Man in Flare Ultra Spider-Man. That, oh, the Spider-Man was just worse. The um, worst. But um, one, of the, one of the interesting things, um, I think, if you're, and this, we've, we've said it before, that if you're set building with modern, as in, the way that upper deck do it, <laughs> you know, yep. car collecting. You, you're, you're, you know, that's an uphill climb. You know, I'm going to use that metaphor repeatedly, and I'm, I'm not apologising for it. So, um, <laughs> but you are, you are, you know, you, you're. Um, it's not an easy thing, and it's not a cheap thing with this particular set. No. Um, however, if you are going to set build, Daniel's post is correct in that you can do it quite affordably through Comsi. Um, and you can do it that way without, you know, pulling the the, the gambling wheel. Um, and, That's what I would do. Money, yeah. Um, if, so it, if, if it if owes, you want the physical yeah. set, yeah. If you want the physical set, you know, it's. I mean, it, it's like this with a lot of modern releases. You know, once once the set is out and the the volume drops into the market, it becomes a bit of a race to the bottom on Comsi for a lot it of does. cards. Yeah. Um, so you can, you know, when you're talking about, okay, if I've only got X amount of budget to spend and I want to get that set and I wasn't able to buy it on physical because David Adams were putting the prices up every few days and pretending they'd sold out and whoops, we found some more, but oh, guess what? It's a hundred dollars more now that we found this, this latest uh, box that was hidden away in our warehouse. I don't buy that at all. It's sharp practice in my view. No, nope, anyway, it's garbage. Mm. Um, or you couldn't afford to spend on 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 a box on EPAC because you know if you do that, you'll walk away with nothing close to what you want to do if you're set building. So he's right. You can use that money. You can you can just bide your time, try and avoid the FOMO. Just bide your time. Go to yep. Copsy, pick it up there from all the people who can afford to and or are willing to, um, you know, dr- drop drop that money on buying the boxes or. If you're a character collector, that, well, there's a number of ways you can do it. You can either, um, and I've seen, I've seen you do this, and I've, I've kind of done similar, but not as disciplined. And I've seen other people do it. You can maybe buy a box or two, and then use that to exclusively and very strictly trade your way to. That's where character. I go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I'm, I'm not a chess player. Um, I, I used to be, um, but I don't have these strategic. Well, and I, I didn't used to be too bad. And then I, and then I kind of took a break for twenty years. And then I played my wife about ten years ago when we were on honeymoon. She thrashed me five games to nil. And <laughs> since then, I've been so bitter about it. I refuse to play again. But chess players, the best chess players, or the better chess players, are the ones who can think several moves ahead. Yeah. So, um, and I think that is the skill of EPAC. If you can think to yourself okay i'm not going to go straight from a to z i'm going to go from a to k to p to z because i know that i can use that to trade for that that trade for that are you good at that i'm very good at that um i'm not the best there are people who are better at me than i at that than i ever will be um but for me my strategy is It really just, it, a lot of it's luck. Like, I don't, so again, I'm only physical. I was only like a box or two in, I think. I think maybe I only bought a box or two boxes. And then on EPAC, I only bought four packs mm. because I did not want to spend a lot of money on packs that had digital cards in them. That didn't make me, but I had two physical cards and a lot of digital cards. The four packs I tried, basically, my logic was this, and hopefully this helps people. If you're going to hit, you're going to hit on one pack 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it doesn't matter if you buy three, five, your lucky number, whatever stupidity that is, you know what I mean? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the one pack. So basically what I do is I buy the one pack. It doesn't happen. I let it go. And then a day later I think about, it, I'm like, ah, eh, I'll try it. It doesn't yep. happen. Well, then I let it go. And then I use what's in those packs and trade very much in the favor of the person who's coming at me for the thing I want. And I just give them whatever they want. I don't mess around with that. Like, you know what I mean? And then the other thing is too, I don't, I don't put any, I don't dangle anybody on a string when I'm looking for what I want. A lot of times Mm -hmm. I see a lot of collectors mess up because they say they want something. You say, well, here you go. Do you want it? And then they're trying to haggle that is, I just keep it. I don't even bother with people like that. Like, I just don't like, if you tell me you want something and I show it to you and I give you a fair price and then you want to still knock me down a couple bucks for whatever, Mm -hmm. then it's over. I'm just going to keep it. You know, I don't need to sell it. Um, so I never do that. So like anytime, like with the green one, basically I asked, and I said, Hey, what do you want for this? They told me they had an offer. And I was like, do you have that as a real offer? Or is that an offer that someone said, Hey, I think you should sell it for this because that's the other thing that's really pissing me off lately mm. is someone's like, Oh man, that could sell for a thousand dollars. I'm like, no, 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 no little one. <laughs> you either are, you are either saying, Hey, I'm willing to pay that. Or you're saying, Hey, I'm speaking out of my, and I don't know how much it is, but you know, based on my limited knowledge, it's this X amount. Mm, 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 that's not, that's not the way to do it. Cause I'm actually dealing with somebody now who's very nice, but they went really hard at EPAC and I feel for them because they all think they think each card they have is worth three times what anybody's willing to pay for it. Everyone thinks that it is gold at the moment because <laughs> they spent that. it. And that's, and that's the thing that ties back to the thing at the beginning. And, and this is something I've been kind of kicking around in my head for about a year now. Um, ever since masterpieces 2020 dropped is there's a serious yes. expectation now from a lot of people buying, I'm not going to say everyone because, because that's not, yeah. <laughs> Once you sit down and think about it for five minutes, you kind of realize that it's not a realistic <laughs> expectation that the contents of your box should be. And there's, there's, that there, there kind of feels like, um, um, it feels like, uh, people feel that it's their right. What's the word? Um, uh, what, obligated. What going for? obligated. Yeah. Um, that the contents of the box should be worth more than the box. Of course, that's not no. Happen. You know, it's like never. Why no card manufacturer would do would, would do that ever? They would never do that. Yeah. That's not how that works. Um, and you know, sometimes you do. You know, and that, that's the thing. And I think it's partly driven by the fact that you know people. Uh, there's a lot of people who buy it and think, okay, I want to get my money back on the box now and then some. And I, I just, I just don't think if that's a mentality that you approach it with, and you can't afford to spend a lot of money, then I think you're always going to be disappointed. Obviously, yes. when you, you know, and it comes back to it's like spread betting. You know, if you if you're going to be doing a lot more bets, as in buying a lot more boxes, then yep. yeah, you'll get to a position where, of course, you will um, you will be able to um, recoup or or whatever, however however you think about it. It's true. Um, but but think about it in terms of you know what you can do with that as trade collateral. That's I mean, what I do. Yeah. I mean, the that's the best of, way to the do it. The value of it as a trade item may actually be more, especially for those digital. All right. So if you did do buy a pack of X-Men metal and for the cards are digital, someone might be on the same journey that you were on with that gambit. Yep. And so therefore, one of those digital cards may actually be worth a few physical or a lot more digital that you can then use somewhere else for someone else who you know is going after another character. So there's, there's kind of ways to do it and really maximize what you're spending. Perfect example is I pulled a grandiose base Wolverine. Mm -hmm. I traded that card for five high series Wolverines. Oh, good move. Right. Because the high series Wolverines can lead someone to a blue and it's five of them. And five is a good enough number where it's like halfway to a blue. So it increases trade value. So then I think, you know, I thought that and I had a lot of offers on the grandiose Wolverine, base Wolverine and it was going for about 60 bucks on comp seat. Well, it's for sale for $60. Not that it costs $60. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or the but, people are paying $60. Yeah. 
but the the high series Wolverines are going for like fifty cents on Comp C, but on EPAC those are you know yeah that got a lot more. Yeah. So I thought so I traded for the five, and then I was able to get a sketch card out of it from the good graces of a good friend, oh and and I had other offers on those. So someone offered me a pink, a blue, and something else that was pretty good for all five of those high series Wolverines. Right. So technically I'm getting, getting value for them and a little more value for the grandiose. Mm-hmm. And then I traded it for a sketch, sold the sketch to a friend and doubled the money on the grandiose Wolverine that was sitting on Compsy. Nice. And that was from one pack. And the reason I'm saying all this stuff, I lose a lot on EPAC. Everyone loses on EPAC. No one hits one pack and hits a banger. That doesn't happen. No matter what posts are in our group, no matter the Yahoo who says this is a one pick hit, one pack hit. That's just not true. If it does happen, it's stupid luck. It's not the norm. Um, and I say that because I, I don't want anybody. Yes, you're responsible for losing your own shirt. That's true. But there's also the psychological damage that's happening when you're just looking to hang out with friends and building up a hobby and it very much gets in your head. Um, And I believe that. So the reason I'm saying this is because it's not so... I, 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 and this whole episode is not necessarily like a budget collecting thing. Cause we've done that in the past or anything like that. It's pretty much brought up because of some, what someone posted in the group, which was talking about your better value is on comp C that is true. Yeah. And it, there's also uh, true to think of it as, to, as a strategic thing. I was going to go back to the one pack wonder thing. The one pack wonder would be great if it's the only pack you bought and then you walked away, but no one yes. ever does that because a few days afterwards, exactly. a week afterwards, you're thinking, oh, I wonder if I can yeah, do it again. So great. Human nature is <laughs> no one can resist that. So you go back yeah. and you have another little go and you might do two packs this time and they're, they're yep. a bust, but you don't tell anyone that. So all of a sudden, that's a one in three pack wonder. Exactly. And then you might do another couple next week, one in five packs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've got a similar thing. I've been nibbling away at the um, um, Upper Deck Aliens set. Yeah, and I just buy a couple of packs every now and again because it's a it's you know if I'm going to pay for digital cards, six dollars a pack, I'm more than happy to do. Yep, by and large, makes um, a lot more sense. And um, and yeah, that's that's much more of an acceptable ratio for me to go at. Um, yeah. and I've done I've maybe done over the past three months probably about twenty packs. I'd say wow, um, but I haven't done them all at once. I've done maybe one every few days maybe two a weekend that's kind of thing and on a couple of occasions i've been lucky enough to pull a carry hen inscription autograph damn on those packs but East? but when i spread that over the 20 packs do you see what i mean i've had about what yeah. i would get if i'd have spent on, on a box and etc etc so you, you kind of think of it like that um i guess it's the same as uh the easiest way to think about it is bring it into physical terms. If you were going to walk into the store and some kid bought the first six packs off the box and then the seventh pack had the hit and you're just the person who walked into the store and grabbed that pack. Yes. Then of course you're going to, you know, of course you're going to pull it. Yeah. So if you, if you try and think of it in those terms, that that's simply the way, it, the, the, the way it works. I've seen a lot of people saying, Oh, I've just had, you know, book pack after pack of rubbish and someone else will go, well, it must be primed for a hit then. You know, that's out of here. I hate uh, that. And um, which is which is fine if the algorithm or whatever it was that decided on the distribution of cards actually worked in the same way as that physical box in the store where Billy had bought six packs and got nothing, and you'd happen to pick up the pack that had the. You're not the only one pulling you know, from the box. I think exactly. people forget that. Well, that's the thing, and multiple people can pull from the same box simultaneously at the same time because it's a system that allows you to do that. Whereas you can't yeah. do that in the store. Where Billy's just right, you just hang out by the, the box. Next person in the queue. <laughs> um, I've done that before and watched other people open it without being able to afford it. <laughs> Marvel Universe 1992. Anyway, um, <laughs> but what I was um, saying is that there are there are ways that you can go about it. So, so for example, I I I, I don't think a lot of people necessarily see it this way. But the way I think about it is that with EPAC, I have to look at it, is that everything I buy, even if it's the ones with just a digital content majority and I don't get anything that's necessarily something I want and therefore has a perceived value to me or has a worth if I choose to sell it, I think of it as putting credit into the system. I don't think there's such a thing as a junk card on EPAC because something is going to be something that someone wants. 
given the number of users on the system. So I think of it as everything has a value to it, even if I'm chunking it up and selling it off as lots, you know, it will be some, someone will want it. Um, so a recent example would be um, I had all those aliens cards that I didn't want because I'm not, you know, I'm just doing a digital thing and I'm not going to, never going to go for that. I was just in it for the autographs. Um, so I, you know, I was posting, I said, oh, I've got about 200 aliens cards, you know, mix of digital and, you know, chase. Um, we'll trade for something decent off my wish list. And someone came along and gave me free alien movie autos from all because they were set building. Do you see what I mean? So it's, it's you know, it's, it's never yeah. it's never a waste if you think of it like that. Um, it's not. One of the other things that I've personally started doing, and this is more of a spending and impulse control, because the thing is with buying on EPAC, it's all about the impulse control. And if you don't, if you don't have impulse control, you will always overspend, or you'll always buy something that maybe you could have strategically put that money to better use, which ties into Daniel John Anning's post because. What I do to stop myself now is I go for, I go and put a couple of things in my basket maybe, or maybe I'll just be hovering over the buy packs thing. And I think, okay, I'm about to drop, uh, let's just be frugal and say $8.98. I stop myself. I go to ComSeat. I look at cards I want and yep. I find one that is going to be $8 for a card I want. And I just buy the hit. You know? Yep. Um, so I and guess that's a way, yeah, that's a way of doing it. That's having, what I always do. Yeah. <laughs> always, always. Having said all that, I have just bought two packs of cards on EPAC while we were talking. Should we open a pack of the week? <laughs> can't take you anywhere. You can't you take mad anywhere. Man. No, I just thought I just thought it'd be fun to actually just <laughs> we haven't done this for such a long time. Um, no, I agree. Um, so I thought let's just let's just I'm gonna share sound, although I don't think I've got it set. So I bought two packs here. One of them is not a Marvel set. As you can see. Can't take you anywhere. I don't care. We're card collectors, although we primarily talk about Marvel. We talk about other things as well. We do. We should have an episode where we just like talk about other card sets. We well we we talked about other things we collect. We did we did an episode about that. That's true. Um and um and 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 someone didn't like it anyway marvel annual um marvel annual so yeah i've a big spender here so i've gone for marvel annual 2016 just for gigs, really. um <laughs> should, should we should we go for it i thought it makes let's a difference it. to dr strange um so let's open it click open to see what's in your pack oh by the way um as we record it's halloween today um i've yeah. done this thing where the um is the red glows which are normally what indicates a mm -hmm. hit is orange for I Halloween. Love it. I know it's tempting <laughs> me to buy back, but I'm like, yeah, no, no, I've done it for you. Right. So let's <laughs> see what we go. let's see what happens. Right. So um most of Marvel Ooh. Annual 2016 is digital base. So I've got Kazar digital base. Uh, I've got Colossus digital base. I've got a Deadpool digital base. Now the next one should wow. be a physical. No, hang on, it's a Nova. Oh hang on a minute, what's going on? One of these is supposed to be physical. I think one of them might be a short print. Anyway, five cards. There we go. Show all new items. I think one of them's an SP. Yeah, we go. The Deadpool's an SP. So that's the physical okay. card. There we go. So I've got an nice. SP, physical, and four digital base ones for 100. Very cool. It's fine. It's nice. It's lovely. Should we open the other one that's not Marvel? Us. Oh, I'm you ready. Um, if you don't like that, and you don't dig the fact that we collect our things over the Marvel, then fast forward a few minutes. Um, so I bought a pack <laughs> of 2019 James Bond collection. Yeah, baby. Um, which is actually a really cool looking set. Um, but I go in for Bond just for the Daniel Craig movies um, and only for the autographs and relics. Um, there aren't any relics in this set. It's just autographs. Um, um, however, ha that said, I um, did do a couple of packs of this the other night and I pulled an autograph of a lady who was in Goldfinger, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Which was cool. Anyway, let's open a pack. Um, six cards, and I think two are digital on this one. And it's a six dollar pack. So let's see what happens. But they're they are really nice design. They're really clean. You've probably oh, never wow. seen one of these be opened, have you? Oh, cool. The gypsy, gypsy dancer, dancer That's from awesome. Russia with Love. Uh Scarpine from A View to a Kill. Zinia on a top from Goldnine. Now that's a physical card. Uh, that's cool I'm not sure what the name of it is uh, that's the woman who played Jean Grey in X-Men that's right yes in the um, Brian Singer trilogy 
or yeah. the one that started with him. Uh, M from Spectre. So Rafe finds oh, there. Cool. And the last one is uh, Patrick McNew. Patrick McNee as Sir Godfrey Tibbet from A View to a Kill. Um, and there we go. That's my pack. Um, and so the physicals are the SP there. So it's a typical thing, one to 100 of digital, and then you've got an SP. And then oh, that's an SSP. Short, right? Well, that's an SSP. Nice. Nice. So here we go. So straight away, I'm going to see if I can get value from this. I often, this is easier to do on single packs. Open it in grid view like um, this. And you'll see binoculars next to it. I, oh, I yeah, baby. There. And I can see his wish listed it. Now, as it's an SSP, I might be able to straight away turn see that into something at. I want. And that's the way to do it. Um, now, that's a lot easier to do and more manageable to do on a single pack basis. So there's eight people who've got that wish listed. So I've wow. no idea if any of these people will have anything <laughs> that I want. And you just start. So that person there has only got one feedback. So that'll be a dead account uh this person here let's have a look and if you recognize the name then you know it can be quite a good um yes way of doing it because you'll be you'll know straight away that you might have a more audience shall we say so straight away go in ownership you look at ownership and nothing on my wish list at all and in fact most of their stuff is hockey so yeah so I'm no point. So, you just go on to the next user. Um, and I recognize this username. I don't think I've traded with them, but I've seen them around. So I know they're active. Um, so let's have a look. Um, so at this point, I mean, I'm, I'm going into their profiles and I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, they've got this many items. And you can also, when you go into people's profiles now, you can see if they've been posting on the forums, which will give you straight away a really good idea of getting a sense what of what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, now, this guy's offering more than he's asking for, and he's got a hockey um, thing. So if you look at his, his uh, EPAC, there you can see, again, he's, he's mainly a hockey guy. Um, uh, and um, But it could well be, not that I want to, and he's got nothing recent Marvel. But if one of these guys has got some Marvel stuff, uh, for example, or some uh, Marvel X-Men Metal Universe, I could actually tra- trade this older Bond set for something newer, Marvel X-Men Metal, and then use that Marvel X-Men Metal, which people are seeking right now, which is yeah. a hotter product. Do you see what I mean? So that's, that's the whole smart. thinking several steps ahead kind of thing. Um, and this guy has two X-Men Metal. There we go. So he's a hockey buyer. He's obviously yeah. just bought a pack of X-Men Metal Universe at some point. Mm. And he's got an Emma Frost High Series and uh, a High Series uh, Grandiose Parallels. Now, it might be worth my while to do a trade offer for both of those cards, thinking that he'll probably just want to shift them to make that zero for that SSP, and then see if I can get those in the familiar circle of people we know to upgrade. So I might do that. Do you see what I mean? So, shall I give it a go? No, 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 don't do that. You have a short print, a short, short print, a short, and you want a, super a short base print. high series and a grandiose of a no-name character. Don't do that. Are you crazy? Why not? What the is wrong with you, sir? You have a super short print. But yes, but look how few people have got it wishlisted. You're only by the third person. You haven't looked everybody up yet. You well, have three that more people on your a list. Dead account. Those you two are three more people. That person's a dead account. Look at the color. Let's go over here then. Okay. This brilliant. See, see. This, is, this is great listening for you, but let's have a look. Uh, right. So this user. So let's see if let's see if we can actually upgrade on air. <laughs> right. Let's do it. One, there you one go. item on my wish list. What is it? it? Right. Now that's a Michael Keaton booklet all scruff from Homecoming. So with the best will in the world, I might have a super short print, but it ain't going to get me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, what do they collect primarily? <laughs> That's going to get me a block. Um, let me have a look. Let me have a look. What else has this person got? Like, are they the are they a huge Bond collector? I have no okay, idea. Black Widow, Barf. Black Widow. So this person's going. You no, know, it Black looks Widow. good. Black Widow looks good. I shouldn't be. It does look good. Harsh. It, it does, does look, look good. good. Yeah, people are into it. Ridiculous. Um, it looks good, man. Yeah. You know, for example, if all. I could swap this for an Unbound, I'd be very happy. 
because I've not spent a single cent on Unbounding yet. I'm, that's true. You're I'm missing that about three cards. Um, so that that, that's always a good trade for me. Um, to, to, let's have a look sense, at his actually. entertainment. Let's have a look at his entertainment and see. So they're going after Alien 3, which is a relatively recent release. What else are they going after? Yeah, they're going after the Bond set. Look, they've got 500 and something odd cards. Have they got anything that's autographed? Let's have a look. Yeah, they've got some Alien. They've got some James Bond autos. Again, nothing that I need. So I don't know. And that's the thing, you see, you've got to look at how much that's, because that SSP may be worth more on EPAX than it's on Comsi. So then you get into the whole thing of, okay, well, if I look at Comsi values, that might not be reflective. Because I've had people come at me and, and say, okay, I want your Fleer Ultra Spider-Man, and I can see these are selling 50 cents on Comsi. And I'm like, yeah. yes, but with an EPAC, it's, pr- it's probably at least four times that value. Because yeah. you can use it as a combo to get, you know, uh-huh. silvers or to get the patent if it's a metal base, for example. Um, yep. That's that's the most recent one. People are trying to get those off people for cheap and saying, oh, yeah, this is only selling for such and such on Comsi. So, yes, that's because if you've got it on EPAC, it's it's got a lot more value because you can get a pattern parallel. The pattern parallels are selling from anywhere from 40 to 50 up to about 200, depending on the character. True. Because there's surprisingly few of them. So, so anyway, uh, a long way short of saying that there are there are quite inventive ways to make a, a, a small investment go a long way in terms of what you what you walk away with, um, and make other people very happy in the process. Yes. Um, and ultimately, Noren, that's what it's all about. Because well, I think you're missing something. I think it's also about people enjoying collecting always baby thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our facebook page you can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms please take a second to subscribe like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting.